This is the diary of an entrepreneur and one person's quest to build a successful video marketing business from the ground up. It's been well over 10 years in the making and we still have some way to go. It's going to be quite the journey. So, welcome to episode 13. I'm Danny Lacey, the CEO and founder of a video marketing company, and I've been working tirelessly for many years now to build this business. It's been a whole load of blood, sweat, and tears, and I decided to document the whole thing, sharing information that most other business owners wouldn't dream of sharing. This episode is titled The Emotional Side of Growing a Business. Now, I was in two minds on whether or not to record this episode after recently losing my dad to a long-term illness. Uh, At the time of recording this, it was a little over a month ago that I lost my dad and my emotions are a little unpredictable, as I'm sure you can imagine. Now I'm a heart on my sleeve kind of guy and sharing this kind of thing can actually, I believe, be good for you. They say it's good to talk. I'm generally a private person, believe it or not, when it comes to family stuff, but hey, uh, here I am. I want to talk about something that is still pretty much a taboo subject for some, and that's the emotional side of running a business. As a business owner, you will experience all kinds of available emotions and some you never knew even existed. I'm going to share my emotional experiences of growing a business and how it's impossible to separate personal and business when it comes to your emotions. I also talk about how you can turn negative emotions into positive ones. But first... As usual, I will take a quick look back at the last week or so at my video marketing business, Starter Media. Now, it's been a while since my last podcast, as I'm sure you can appreciate. I've kind of taken a step back over the last month or so uh, to deal with the things that you have to deal through when you lose somebody close to you. Um, So, But lots has been happening uh, in the business, and I'm very fortunate to have a really good team who have stepped up and have managed and run the business while I've been uh, in and out. Uh, But we've been so, so busy recently as well. So we've been working on uh, several large video projects, uh, which has really stretched us to the limit and so proud of the team and how we've coped with that. Um, And we've coped really well as, you know, the clients are super happy with the uh, video projects that we're producing. Uh, We're also expanding our content production packages. Now we're looking at three main packages. There's a five grand, 10 grand, and a 45 grand a month uh, package options that we're making available to clients. We've got quite a few clients on the first two options. And the 45 grand option literally gives clients unlimited access to our services, all of our services and our team. So it's very unorthodox, very unprecedented option that, but it's certainly of interest to a couple of clients that we're working with at the minute, and hopefully one of those will drop in over the line uh, soon, but big option, and there's only going to be a limited number of those available, obviously, and if somebody does buy it, we're going to have to then scale up uh, to cope with that demand, but it's uh, an interesting option, a lot of clients looking at it, and uh, and like I say, hopefully we'll get one of those over the line in the non-too-distant future. Uh, We've also hired two new members of the team with a new videographer, editor and an experienced senior account manager to help us with growth and have also started recruitment for a head of 
production to ensure that the quality of what we're producing is as good as it can be, if not better, in the future. Uh, some big financial news. Our last uh, financial year, so we're doing April to March 2020 to 2021. Our target was 500 grand. We smashed that with 520 grand in revenue, which is amazing. And we're now into the new financial year, and our target this year is 800 and £50,000, although we do have a secret desire to kiss that £1 million revenue this year. So it's going to be a tough year, but uh, we are, we're definitely up for the challenge. I've also taken a step back for a few weeks after losing my dad, of course. Um, I feel like I'm going to need more time in the future, and I'm going to allow myself that time as and when required. Right. Okay. Uh, let's um, let's get back to this episode of the Diary of an Entrepreneur, uh, and it's all about emotions. And part one uh, of this episode uh, is entitled uh, "Are You in Control of the Roller Coaster of Emotions?" and uh, and that's exactly uh, what it is when you run a business. Now, firstly, for most, trying to control your emotions is um, near enough impossible. It is literally mission impossible um, for most. Once those chemicals start to kick in, you become a different person. Um, sometimes it's a com- it's completely out of your control. And for most of us, understanding how, even if it's possible to control those emotions, can trigger a whole new set of emotions on top of that, which just makes things, like I say, really difficult. Now, I like to think that I've been emotionally aware for the majority of my life. I know what pushes my buttons and I'll try to avoid the events that create negative emotions and will gravitate more towards the events that create more positive outcomes. However, nobody can avoid the negative stuff. Nobody. Not even the biggest motivational gurus on the planet. These guys that are on YouTube and they've got trillions of followers, even they will go through these uh, negative emotional moments that even they would struggle uh, with. Now, when I first started out in business, I was totally unaware of the friction uh, running a business would have on my emotions. Now, you can learn about running a business, you can learn about accounts, sales, marketing, HR, management, and so on. But you can't learn about the emotional stuff or even prepare for it. You're not even aware of it when you run into business. You get that entrepreneurial spirit. You get that, uh, your eyes light up with the idea of running your own business. And then we're off. We're at the races and we're out the gate and we're on our way without even thinking about it. Now I ran into business uh, full steam ahead and had to deal with the emotional, uh, mental health side of it on the fly as I was growing the business. And it hasn't been easy at all. It's one of the biggest lessons from my time in business has been dealing with emotions. Um, owning and running a business is an incredibly lonely place. That was the first thing that I think I came to uh, understand uh, very early on. It, it's an incredibly lonely place. Everybody thinks you're crazy trying to run a business. Nobody fully understands what it takes. Nobody fully understands what your goals are, what you want to achieve at the end. You don't have anyone to talk to for the most part, especially people that would understand what you are trying to share. You've, you have to do it alone. This is an emotional trigger all by itself. The minute you step into business, for most of us, you're on your own. And that's the way it feels for quite some time. 
for me and I'm sure for most others. The other lesson, again, something that you are completely oblivious of in the early days is the effect emotions outside of business affect what you are doing and the decisions that you are making. I'm talking about relationships, health, family, friends, personal finances, uh, the general crap we all have to deal with from time to time. What's going on in the news, in the world, locally, nationally, on different planets, whatever. On the flip side of that, there's all the great stuff that can happen to us personally that can influence our decision-making process in business. We're having a good day, and so therefore we are likely to make more positive and optimistic decisions. We're having a crappy day, and the complete opposite can happen. Uh, We might even take our moods out on somebody else. And, you know, some people are better than others at at controlling emotions, uh, and some aren't. And, And that's what I'm trying to get at here. The point I'm trying to make is that outside emotions influence what's going on within the business. That's why you need to work on controlling your emotions, your reactions to your own moods. It's one hell of a roller coaster at times and it's not anyone else's fault. So why take it out on them is the way that you need to look at this. But you will take it out on them. And maybe sometimes you won't even know you're taking it out on them. And sometimes you'll just lose complete sight of who you are who you are becoming, and you'll be just blinkered in what you're trying to achieve and all the stresses that you're going through. And you will blame other people for things. Your bad mood will be heightened and you won't even realise you're making life difficult for your colleagues. You have heightened crap to deal with. It's part of growing a business and you need to be able to deal with that. On the flip of that, it can go the opposite direction as well. So for example, you're having a bad day in the office, you come home and your uh, your other half, your partner, your family, your friends, whoever, they get it in the neck as well because you've had a bad day at work and because you're unable to control those emotions and you just want to offload um, when you get home. Now, I'm going to go deep here for a minute and it has to be taken seriously, um, this bit, because the statistics for business people taking their own lives is incredibly high and especially in men. That's how tough it can get. And again, it's not just the odd emotional event that we have to deal with. It's the culmination of many, many emotions and all coming from um, different angles and at different frequencies. And you just, some people just don't know how to handle that. And some will just bury their head in the sand and give up. And some will react in many different ways. Basically, you have to be headstrong. And I don't think this is something that's taught or shared uh, before with anybody before they think about going into business. And I think the problem with business is once you're in it, you're in it. Once you start hiring staff, dealing with big clients, it's really difficult to get out. And even if you're running a really successful business and, you know, the revenue's there, the cash flow's there, that can still lead to emotional issues depending on what type of character you are. And again, it's different for everybody. Um, but I, I think I'm safe in saying that most, 99.9% of us have to deal with emotionals of varying frequencies at some point and we all uh, react differently, some more adversely than others. But basically, I believe going into business, you have to be headstrong because you will give up partway through and giving up can be really difficult and it can be mentally very challenging. And I've been there a couple, and the reason I'm saying this is I've been there a couple of times Now, I'm lucky that I'm quite headstrong, always have been. I've been freelance, self-employed since I left school. 
I can deal with that world. But there has been many times when mentally I've wanted to give up. Not in life. I've not reached those dark places, but certainly I've wanted to kind of throw in the towel and I think, why am I doing this? Why I'm, I'm not getting any younger, but I had to be headstrong. And fortunately I kept fighting through, but that's not for everybody. It's like getting on a roller coaster. You, your stomach can either take the ride or it can't. You know, you want to get off halfway through, but sometimes you can't. You're on that ride. You've got to wait now until the end. Part two of this podcast, heart versus head. Two different things and both with different agendas. And I've learned over the years, um, I've definitely learned this uh, over the years, that your heart is kind. I'm talking about the majority of us who are nice people, by the way. There are some people that whose hearts are less kind. But for the most part, most of us are nice humans, good to each other. And your heart is is that kind part of your body and can often be guilty of influencing decisions based on a fluffy, overly optimistic outlook on everything, oblivious to all the negative stuff that could be going on. Your head, however, isn't afraid to say it as it is, to argue with your soul, your heart, to shake you up and to make you see sense. And sometimes the heart versus head thing can be a battle. For some of us, our heart gets the majority vote on decisions. For others, it's the head and vice versa. And others, it might be an equal partnership, which can lead to some issues and lots of procrastination because you're just unable to make decisions because your heart's saying one thing, your head's saying another, and you don't know. I'm not quite sure which way to go with it. Now, I believe in business, leading with the heart can often lead you to making the wrong decisions. Um, Leading from the head can result in more considered and realistic decisions being made that are actually in the best interest of the business. Leading with the heart can sometimes only delay the inevitable intervention of the head a little bit further down the line. I know this all sounds a bit twee and a bit weird talking about heart versus head, but I'm sure there'll be people listening to this right now that completely understand where I'm coming from. It might be that you've got a member of staff that you love dearly. They're a lovely person and they are trying, but they're just not the right person for that role. And your heart says stick with them, but your head knows that it's costing the business, it's putting the business at risk and that a tough decision has to be made. It's that kind of situation. And we've all been there. From experience, the hardest thing is sometimes having to ignore what your heart is telling you to make extremely tough decisions that must be made for the survival of your business. And you have a responsibility for that. Now, they don't come much tougher than having to remove staff from your business, but those decisions have to be made. Now, I've not met anyone in business that that hasn't had to do that and make that decision from time to time. That said, everybody's different. Everyone bases their decisions on different emotional triggers. And I'm very much a heart on my sleeves kind of guy. And I genuinely believe that I had made more, had I made more decisions with my head and not my heart in business, that my business would be much more successful right now. However, it might not be the type of business culturally that I want to be owning. And that's another conversation and another interesting aspect of your head versus your heart, because your head can be stern and decisions are black and white. Whereas with your heart, there's, there's more instinctive things going on and you're not always going to get that right, but you might end up with a better looking business than you would if you were just stern and making the absolute bang on decision all the time, if that makes sense. Hopefully that makes sense. I hope you can see where I'm kind of coming from with that. The other thing I've noticed with people who lead with the heart 
is we share a lot more information than those that are more focused on head forming decisions. We can be more open and transparent. And I guess uh, for one of the reasons I do this and I share what I'm going through uh, with my experiences in business. So this is a heart on the sleeve kind of thing. I do tend to lead with my heart, although my head's there in the background and sometimes I have to go, yep, I have to concede to what my brain's telling me. Uh, but generally, uh, you know, that I think that's why I'm more transparent and honest uh, with what I share, with what I'm going through in business on this podcast, on the videos, on the blog, on the website, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, certainly something worth thinking about before you're going into business. What drives you as a person? Are you more from the heart or are you more from that realistic, um, sensible uh, mindset of working from the brain? Weird analogy, I know, but I think most people will understand what I'm saying. Uh, part three, don't be afraid of your emotions and use them to power you on. One of the ways that I control my emotions is to redirect them and make them more productive. What do I mean by that? Well, if you're feeling crappy about something and normally this would stop you in your tracks, it might mean that you lose half a day, a day or even weeks of productivity because you're struggling to cope with the fallout of your emotions. But I like to redirect everything. If I'm experiencing a negative emotion that makes me feel down, makes me feel just like jumping in bed and closing the blinds and sleeping for a week, well, I analyse why I'm feeling like that. Why do I want to get into bed and shut the blinds and sleep for a week? I then get to the root of the problem. And instead of letting it fester and build into this great big thing, I figure out a solution that will make me feel better. So I'm thinking, I'm looking at solutions to make the chemicals move a little better in my body and make me feel positive because we've all been there. It might be getting out of bed in the morning. You might feel a bit down, a bit, uh, but the minute you get up and you brush your teeth, you have some breakfast and something good happens, those chemicals flow and you feel good and you're ready to hit the day. It's the same thing when you're having a downer and you're feeling crappy about things. You've just got to find that thing that gives you that little hit, that little moment where those chemicals kick in and you feel good for a second because that one second allows you then to just generate this whole different outlook on whatever issues you have going on in life that then become the catalyst for that making things better, finding those solutions and working on it. So for example, it might be the performance of a member of the team which is causing me or you or whoever stress a complaint has come in from a client on a particular job. Now, normally I might get a little pissed off with the team and that have let me down on this. And I might jump to conclusions that aren't based on fact. A client has complained that can be very stressful, if, especially if it's a big client and we've promised the world to this client. The emotional reaction becomes a bit cloudy. So instead of, so instead of jumping down that person's throat and, and making rash decisions or getting a bit upset about it, I quickly get to work and planning out how I'm going to approach this complaint. I form a list of things and an order that they need to happen and away I go. Usually within the first few tasks on that list, the problem has been located, a solution has been found, and now we have a happy client. And that's taken years for me to develop that. Normally it'd be straight root one emotion, not happy, clients complained, and then there'd be an argument or a discussion and and, and I wouldn't feel good and it'd, ruin, it'd completely ruin my day. The problem is usually easily solved by having a few rational conversations and doing a little digging. Now, I used the staff and the client as an example, but it could be any scenario, any situation. My point here is 
I diverted, diverted the spontaneous nature of the original feeling of being pissed off to figuring out why I'm annoyed and then getting to the root of the problem via an order of actions without delay. And it works every time without fail. The other emotion we all often experience is being nervous, whether it's a job interview, pitching a new client, delivering a new project, or having to have a awkward conversation with with somebody. We all get nervous. Being nervous about doing something can often lead to delays in actually doing that task, which can have a serious knock-on effect depending on the particular scenario. Controlling your emotions or certainly your response to your emotions can play a pivotal role in your success or lack of success as the head of the business. Therefore, you need to put some effort into managing this side of your responsibilities. Unless you are just perfect, of course, and can handle everything that life throws at you, then hey, um, kudos to you. And before I finish, I think the reason I'm pointing all of this out is to make you think is a, it'd be great if there's other people that are in business of a similar size to ours or bigger and you're listening and thinking, yep, I've been through it. I know exactly what you're talking about. But also to make those thinking about scaling their business up from just them working at home to staff, officers, to think about that. And I've talked about this in a, in a past podcast and on the blogs about what kind of business person are you? Because there are several versions. There's the entrepreneur who's got the mindset has the talent and the enthusiasm and the drive and the willingness to, to go on this journey and, and he starts building a business and then goes on to the next and moves and has all these things going on and can cope with that and wants that. Then there's the self-employed freelancer business person, still running a business, you're still generating sales, it's still a business, but it's just you on your own and that's where you should stay because the minute you start going into uh, scaling the business up and, and again, dealing with staff and everything, it's a different mindset and you suddenly realise that it's not for you, but you're in it too deep and you've got to keep going because you've got, you're invested in it financially, mentally, physically. Um, so I think it's something to, to really worth, to, to really think about. Are you actually genuinely an entrepreneur, a business owner who wants the headache, the loneliness and everything else that comes with it and specifically the emotional side of it? Can you cope with the bank chasing you, clients chasing you, suppliers chasing you for cash. Can you cope with coming towards the end of the month and not having enough money in the bank to be able to pay staff? Can you cope with staff coming to you, complaining about one thing and another? The, the, I could go on and on and on. There are so many different things to consider. And it's so important to think about that before you open the bank account, before you register your company with Companies House, before you hire your first member of staff, before you take on that big client that requires all of these different logistic thing, logistical things that you need to be able to service that client. And I think it's a really, really important thing to think about before you head into business. And so there you go. Lessons learned from this episode of The Diary of an Entrepreneur. Well, there is an important and influential emotional aspect of running a business that very few people, I believe, think about when they set up a business in the first place. There are those that work for companies and think, oh, I'd rather do this on my own. I could be making more money. And then soon realize that that isn't actually the path for them and that they would rather just go work for somebody, get paid a wage at the end of the month and just live a nice life. It's important to be on top of your emotions, to understand why you are reacting the way that you are reacting. And if you're not sure, figure it out. Talk to somebody or 
analyze how you react to things and how can you prevent yourself from reacting to things quickly. That whole count to 10 thing is a really big, important thing, by the way. And if you haven't tried it, you should. If you're feeling upset about something or something's happened that you're not happy with, pause for a minute, count to 10, count to 100 if you have to, but it does give you that time to breathe a little bit and uh, to, to not get as het up. You need to be fully aware of your emo- reactions to emotional events uh, that can have both a positive and a negative effect on business if you don't, and in some cases, a devastating effect if you are not fully aware of how you are reacting to things. I didn't talk about it much in this episode, but there, there's your reactions to other people's emotions. Do you truly understand what has motivated or demotivated them And are you reacting accordingly? Or are you putting your own emotions ahead of theirs? It's all very confusing. It's all very complex. And that's human life. And that's uh, emotions. And that's personalities. And it's just one of the many trillion things that you have to deal with while you are running a business. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Diary of an Entrepreneur, an open and honest account of how I'm attempting to grow a video media business from the ground up. And I must stress, I'm not trying to teach you anything. All right, I'm not a teacher or a guru or any of that. I'm just sharing my journey. And if it motivates you, then great, job done. You can follow the podcast on your favorite podcasting platform. I'm all over social media. And if you want to reach out to me directly, if you've got any questions, anything you want me to cover in a future episode, then drop me a direct email. This is my personal email address. It's Danny Lacey, L-A-C-E-Y, Danny spelt the usual way, D-A-N-N-Y, Danny Lacey at Starder, S-T-A-D-A, media.co.uk. Thanks again for listening and join me on the next episode of the Diary of an Entrepreneur. 